You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hey, writer, it's Chris and Gina. We're here with Writing Momentum, the podcast. How are you doing today, Gina? I'm doing really well, and I'm excited to be here. It is February and that's it's, always a fun month for me. It's a fun. It's well, it's fun for you because it's not only Valentine's Day, which we both enjoy, but it's also your birthday, which birthday. we both enjoy. <laughs> we do. We do. I don't look at the number anymore, but I enjoy uh, the celebration. The celebration. <laughs> and my, I have fun with our kids. Oh, you you yeah, always so. make my birthdays really special but um it's always fun to celebrate with our kids too you know what else we recently had a reason to celebrate was the fact that we tripled our email open rates like your email list is one of the most important things as an author because it's the way that you can stay in touch with people who've raised their hand and said yes I like what you're doing I want more of what you're doing I want to hear from you right because so many times we you know if you post something on social media or you just put it out there on a blog or a website it may be hard to reach the exact people you want to reach but an email list does exactly that and it gets right in their inbox which is something they go through every single day so your your email list is very important well, we were having challenges with well, our email list, weren't we? Yes, that's what I wanted to really start with, is I wanted to share the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> because 2021 was the year that we really started doing a newsletter. We started doing our email. And I will tell you that even though Chris and I have worked in this business, and, and when we say that we've worked in marketing and we've worked in writing, we have worked in direct mail, we've worked in... Um, email with and web marketing with international organizations yeah. we have a lot of background in this and yet when it came to our own email we really struggled yeah. why do we, you think we were struggling first of all well you know, first of all I, describe the struggle and then tell me why you think we were struggling well i'm going to do it in reverse because because I, I do think there is something about doing something for yourself that is so much more difficult than doing it for someone else. Mm-hmm. I can write a blog in record time for anyone else because I've been doing it for 25 years. But when it comes to writing a blog for our own website, it's so much more difficult. Well, the same thing with emails. Somehow I can write emails for organizations and, you and do. have and have and do for years and I can write them quickly, I can write them well, I can get good open rates and click-through rates and like, you know, uh, people hire me for this. But when it comes to doing our own, oh my goodness, have we struggled. It's like we don't know what to say or what our voice is and you know, you wanna be authentic and yet we're having trouble and for some, I don't know why. I don't know why, that's just, it's the way it's been. I think it's also, I think that is kind of sometimes the, um, the struggle for introverted people anyway, (laughs) is we aren't necessarily the people who want to be front and center. We're the people that are happy to work behind the scenes. And when you are doing your own writing, when you're doing your marketing of your writing especially, um, I think it forces you to not be behind the scenes. It forces you to be in front. And it can be hard. It can be really hard. It can be hard to find your voice, hard to develop your brand hard to narrow down what you want to say and how you want to sound as you say it, the tone of your work. And uh, I think it can be a struggle. And so it, we struggled with it for months. We actually hired a branding coach 
Um, we, <laughs> we were both part of different masterminds that we um, uh, brought this to and talked to about it and just really struggled with it. But finally, we ended up having a breakthrough on several fronts because we did several things that really made a difference. And so uh, our email rates used to be average around 15% open. Which I will say the um, industry standard for, uh, and when I say industry, that's probably not right. Email open rates in general run about 15 to 18%. That is the average. But of course, you want to you want to break the average. You want to do more. You want to do better, and so. And I think that's a low average. I think part of the reason that's the average is because so many people don't do it right. Like I, I think a real healthy email list you can expect about a thirty percent open because they should be people who are raising their hands and saying I want to hear from you. And if they're not opening, then maybe they shouldn't be on the list, right? And mm -hmm. that's we're going to kind of get into. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. What is our our recent open rates though, Chris? Well. Recently, we have had as high as 75% open rate. Um, on average, we seem to be averaging around a 50% open rate right now, which is honestly just stellar for us. Like That's to go from 15% to 50, we more than tripled our open rates. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and that is because we made some of these changes and we did them one after another and we just saw them going up with every single thing we did. Mm -hmm. um, well, and I wanna say too, that when we first started with our newsletter, I was spending hours on this newsletter and yeah. I was creating hours. almost like a, an easing. I was really, that our newsletter originally was like an easing. And that's easy, like a magazine, like but a magazine, yeah, magazine. electronic magazine. I was spending hours on it and it just was, was not, um, was not working. So what we have discovered, and I think this is so important, is that as we simplified, we actually got more targeted, which led to more open, which led to better open rates. Yeah, and you do have to take some of what we're going to say today with a grain of salt because it depends on who's on your email list and how they respond. So mm -hmm. some people can create an e-zine, like a magazine newsletter, and do very well with it. But mm -hmm. our audience didn't want that. And so, you know, it, just changing that to a different format changed a lot. But before we did that, one of the first things we did is we switched email providers, okay? This is key. Don't just go with any email provider mm -hmm. because they say they're going to deliver your email for you. And there are a lot of choices out there today. It seems like everyone is offering email um, delivery and a lot of places are bundling email delivery anymore. So let's say you have a teaching platform out there, uh, like one of my favorite is New Zendler. It's a platform where you can put trainings online, right? I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Well, they send out emails. That's great. And they do, a, they do a good job. But there are other platforms out there like that that don't do as good of a job. It's not their main business. And I would recommend using you know, someone who's, it's really their business. So through this research, there's um, several places that are highly recommended. They get really good open rates and they get your email out of the spam folder and out of the promo folder and into that good inbox folder that's in like Gmail, right? And so some of the top ones are MailerLite, ConvertKit, and ActiveCampaign. Those are probably the three top. 
Uh, now we ended up going with a place called Get Gist because we have been with them for years. That's not who we were with when we were doing this easy and we decided to try someone else and that was our problem. So we went back to Get Gist, which has really good open rates and it all of a sudden boosted our open rate from 15 to about 28%. So it nearly doubled our open rate just by changing providers. Well, okay. and I do want to do a little bit of a plug for, for GitGist because you have been in contact with their developers many times Yes, because you were trying to make sure that we were um, hitting all the right notes with what we were producing yeah. and to make sure that we weren't doing anything to kind of sabotage our emails so that they would end up in the spam folders. And they have been very... Um, they have responded, they have worked with you, they have helped you all along the way. So I do want yeah. to point that out because I think that's been, um, it is nice and, and whether you go with Get Gist or whether you go with Mailer Lighter Comfort, whoever, it is nice to make sure that you have the support that you need mm -hmm. to um, to get the results that you want. Yeah, so so it's sometimes nice to go with someplace that's a little smaller because you can get that personalized support, right? So um, most people we know though they like get just as one or mailer light or convert kit or active campaign, mm -hmm. all good choices. Um, what's the second thing we did? Ah, uh, the second thing. This is so important. This is subject lines. Yeah. Creating and writing compelling subject lines um, that get people to open it. Mm -hmm. And in our old, when I was doing that easing, um, the subject line was not appearing correctly. The service that we were using had uh, some def default text that appeared at the beginning of the subject it, line. It was the name of our easing. They wanted you to put the name of your easing as the default text in the front of your subject line, so it came before your subject line. But the problem for us was that our newsletter is the accelerator, yeah. which is long. Yeah. <laughs> and so our our subject lines were getting cut off. Yeah. And so you couldn't read a complete subject line. Yeah. And and so what happened is because again, we write subject lines for places all the time and do well with it, but ours weren't getting open because people couldn't read them because they were so far you know, down the uh, line from the name of the newsletter. So good, compelling subject lines. I always like to say, look for subject lines that are similar to like what you might see if you're going through a supermarket checkout stand and you see magazines and they've got all those subject lines on them. They have those on there because those get your interest, right? So you want to have subject lines like that that get people's interest. And you can test some some different subject lines. We're learning not to test on each email, but as you produce emails or newsletters for your people, test some different things. Test whether a question gets an answer. Test whether an emoji or an icon um, in your subject line gets you a higher open rate. Just mm -hmm. test some different things. I've even seen people who use all lowercase. They don't use a, a sentence case. I've seen people, a lot of people will leave off punctuation. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different techniques that you can try just to see what works see what for your audience. Throw an emoji in there. Don't be ridiculous with any of this stuff, but you can you yeah. can throw that kind of stuff in there and it'll get attention. The final thing we did, and this I think has made the um, biggest difference, is that we went through and put all of our people into what's called a reactivation campaign. We said we sent basically anyone who had not opened one of the last eight newsletters that we had sent out. 
we sent them a series of three emails that essentially said, hey, email open rates count, and if you're not interested in opening, please just go ahead and unsubscribe, or we're gonna unsubscribe you, you know, if you don't respond to these. We said it nicer than that, of course. <laughs> and we used a lot of humor. We used a lot of humor in it. Um, but in doing so, we ended up, oh, and this was hard to do at the this time. This was so hard. We had we had just over 2,000 names on our list. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, time. that may not sound like much, or it may sound like much to you, depending on who you are, but we, we have, friends who have email lists with under a thousand people on them and they're making easy six figures off those lists right because that's how you sell mm -hmm. to people so a thousand people as long as they're really engaged and active is good with us well we yeah. had over two thousand and after we ran that campaign we lost over a thousand people it cut our list in half and oh it's so painful after you've worked so hard to acquire names right and 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 all these are people who raise their hands right we didn't buy any lists or anything like that mm -hmm. these are all people that at writers conferences or online they got our free pdf of get noticed by agents editors and readers that's in the show notes if you want it they all said we want that and yet they weren't opening our emails. So we ended up losing all those that thousand people. But that was a short-lived sad time because what happened next was that email list that went from 15% to about 28% suddenly jumped up to now our average of about 50% open rates because only the people the people who are left are only the people who really want to hear from us and wow is that awesome to send something out and know that your list is actually reading it that you guys are actually benefiting from it you're enjoying it you're responding to the emails we're having fun together if you're not part of our list man get on the list we have a ball and the way to get on is to get that um that free pdf that's in the show notes you can go to writing.fyi slash get noticed and get it and man i'm telling you we have so much fun. We deliver a lot of good content and it has just made creating emails for our list fun again. Mm -hmm. And um, um, and so I really encourage you, if you have an email list, um, get on a good provider and then run a campaign like that. Make sure that those people really want to be on it. If you've got a bunch of emails that you haven't emailed in a long time, make sure they still want to be on your list. And you may lose a lot of people like we did, but in the end, it'll be totally totally worth it well and the, the thing with this is that when your open rates are good like that the internet knows that uh, the internet keeps track of that there's all these algorithms and all these statistics that are being gathered and so then these providers know that when they are delivering these email providers know that when they're delivering your email to your people, they know that it's not spam because your open rates are so high. That's right. They know that you're not just, you know, some junk email that's being put into someone's inbox, but that people are actually looking for what you're offering. So that it really works out. This has been a huge, 2021 was a huge learning curve for us when it came to email, newsletter, um, how to do it and it's just been it's been beautiful and I'm just looking forward to this just growing in the future and having more fun with it like you said you know this business is we're in kind of a tough business with yep. writing and we want to have fun with it we want to feel like we're connecting and what we're doing is is helping people and we're sure that you feel the same way so again just to recap what we what we talked about today uh, if you are looking at increasing your email open rates, 
And this is what we did, and we have seen a triple, um, we've tripled our open rates. Our now our open rates are running between around 50%, sometimes as high as 75%. But the first thing we did is we switched email providers. And we really recommend that you look for a really quality email provider. We use Get Gist, which we've been very happy with. We have really good friends, though, who are using MailerLite or ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign. They're very um, pleased with them. So just make sure that you're using somebody that's really a quality that, that's really working to make sure that their product is top quality. We also worked on our subject lines and we have tested some different things. We've tried some different things. Some things have worked, some things haven't. We've been, we've been um, testing that and trying that and just figuring that out, what works for our audience, but we just encourage you to do that as well. Uh, the next thing we did is we created an, a reactivation campaign where we reached out to the people who had not responded or who had not opened our emails in at least the last six to eight emails. And we just asked them, do you still want to be a part of this? And you know what? We lost half our list, but our open rates went from about 15%. Now they're running at about 50%. And we're getting feedback from people. We're getting responses from people and just having a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, if this has helped you, if you're ready to go and write some emails, we hope that you'll review and rate it because we're just getting started out and that helps other people find it. And it also encourages us. Uh, we also encourage you, if you have any questions or thoughts or something you'd like us to answer on the podcast, go to writingmomentum.com and go ahead and send us a message and let us know. And we'll see if we can answer that on here. And then finally, uh, be sure to subscribe. If you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get it. The new every new one we do delivered right into your favorite podcast program. Next week, we're going to talk about one of the best ways that Gina has found to grow as a writer. And you do not want to miss that. And you won't miss it if you subscribe. So please do that today. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Until then, may all your writing have momentum. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer. One of the questions we get asked most often is, how do I get an editor or an agent to pay attention to my manuscript? Or sometimes, how do I get readers to buy my book? And that's why we put together a free PDF called How to Get Noticed by Agents, Editors, and Readers. Inside, you'll find 10 quick tips that are really strong to help give you the edge you need. If that sounds like something you'd like, download the free PDF at writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed. That's writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed. And give your writing momentum.